trunk. Mm. A lot of times you had to do like the old Batman movies. Oh, what's yeah. going on over there, man? Yeah. You know, yeah. now you can actually like move around and, 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 and function. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Complacency Kills. We're on episode 23 of uh, our podcast, and today we're going to be understanding the basics of uh, body armor. So today I have myself, Mike Witt, and Chase Tobin. Chase, uh, do you want to introduce yourself to uh, to the crowd? Yeah, man, good to, uh, good to be back. Uh, I know we've all been kind of busy, but uh, I am Chase Tobin. I'm the National Sales Manager, focusing on law enforcement security, force protection. I do a lot of work with law enforcement guys, with public safety schools you name it so that's kind of my my realm in this whole operation yeah and uh and just a little plug for some of the companies that we work with that either work in the armor slash body armor space obviously we, we do uh, work with armor express um, so they do amazing soft and ha hard body armor uh systems as well as the textiles for uh for those carriers uh bush protective uh on the ballistic and bump helmet side of the house and blue ridge armor uh on the uh hand carried shield side of the house um, so again, uh, check all of that content out on our website and, uh, Chase Tobin is definitely the guy to go to. If you have any questions about any of that, I'm your boy, man. And all that we do uh, a lot of things that funnel through me, uh, to the other realms, just, and I'm not necessarily the subject matter expert, but working with these guys a lot, working with Scott over at Bush, working with, uh, Dale at Blue Ridge and working with, you know, all the guys at Armor Express. There's a whole slew, a whole cadre at Armor Express have been nothing but supportive in what we do here and just getting those products out to our our customers is always, you know, that's what we do. So for sure. And, and, you know, really the two groups we're going to focus on the body armor space, we're not really going to be in the civilian space today. So military and law enforcement, those are the main, the main, you know, groups that obviously utilize body armor for a variety of reasons. Um, can you kind of go through what the, what the different types of body armor are, you know, like soft armor, hard armor, stab, ballistic, all that kind of good stuff. And, um, and also maybe touch on uh, the NIJ system and what goes behind that for testing. Man, that's a lot to remember, I know. but yep. I know I can, yep. I can go through. I'm glad we have an outline at least to kind of talk about this stuff. Um, yeah. To kind of start uh, to answer that first question, so there's different types of body armor. It uh, depends on what your mission is, right? And I think that's how, kind of how we can frame this whole conversation is what is your mission? Obviously military and law enforcement have slightly different missions, nuclear yep. security uh, and law enforcement military have slightly different missions, but applications are the same um, as far as what you're doing with that. Um, so your soft armor, that would be more for your law enforcement guys, your, your run of the mill patrol operations. You've got your outer carrier, or if you're doing you know, surveillance or any kind of protective executive protective, maybe you've got concealable armor, which is a uh, soft armor. Um, if you have that kind of armor system, uh, say, say, let's just start with uh, a concealable armor. You want to have a armor that's underneath your normal clothes, whether it's a, you know, uh, like we've got on right now, it's like a t-shirt, or if you wanted to do like more EVP stuff, uh, executive uh, protection, or, um, you know, like a stakeout or something, if you're an undercover officer, mm -hmm. you need that, uh, that concealed armor that's going to ha uh, have very little print, uh, which again, Armor Express carries all that stuff. Uh, you're going to have armor that may uh, resist knives. Uh, so there are stab resistant uh, vests out there. Um, a lot of your stuff's going to be uh, pistol rated. Uh, your soft armor is not going to stop rifle rounds. That's just basic physics, right? That's going to stop a lot of your, um, pretty much all of your handgun rounds, depends on what level you go with. Uh, so that would be kind of your start into it is your soft armor. Soft armor, if you're going to use it kind of layman's terms, that's your pistol rated stuff. 
your hard armor, that's when you're getting into your rifle protection. So depending on your, your level protection, maybe it's level three, level three plus, or uh, uh, NIJ four, that's going to stop either, you know, your basic, you know, five, five, six, some low, low grade seven, six, two, then you get into your armor piercing stuff with your level four uh, protection with your hard armor. Um, and again, depends on your mission. If I'm in the military, I'm hopefully carrying level four plates when I go into any, any type of operation. If I'm, you know, patrol guy in law enforcement, using just your your soft armor or getting to hard armor if you're doing like a direct action like a SWAT type operation okay. that's kind of how I would frame the, the mission um, as that uh, relates to the NIJ standards again level three is going to be some of your kind of lower grade uh, rifle protection so like five five six two two three uh, seven six two kind of low um, uh, low grade rounds the NIJ four is going to get up to multi hit capabilities with you know um, higher grain five five six and seven six two rounds as well as some of your armor piercing stuff too. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, well, I, I blacked out for a minute. What happened? <laughs> you know, um, one of the cool things that, um, that I know Armor Express has and, and several other manufacturers, um, is the in conjunction plates, which yes. I think are awesome. Uh, particularly for law enforcement, these, if you're routinely already wearing, if you if your department already owns, you know, level three, excuse me, level three, a, um, uh, soft armor and, you know, for your patrol units, but you want to be able to upgrade, uh, they have awesome uh, level three plus uh, in conjunction plate that is super light, performs really, really well. Um, and it's something that you can wear at your discretion, right? As that officer uh, dependent, again, going back to what your mission is. Um, Absolutely. But there's a lot of options out there. Um, but just, just to, know. I guess, to touch on that ICW plate for people who don't know what that is. And you explained, it, I think, uh, kind of a high level view, but that literally is a plate that you can put in your gear bag, your go bag, whatever. Mm -hmm. If I'm a... a an officer and I arrive on scene, it gets kinetic really fast. And I know I, there's rifle rounds going or my intelligence says there's rifles in the, in the house. I can easily find a covered concealed position before I make approach to that, uh, that scene or domestic or whatever you're getting ready to respond to literally open up my outer carrier, throw in this, uh, ICW plate, shut it up. And now you're ready to go. Yep. And now that, that ICW in conjunction with, and I have to talk myself through these things. Mm. Um, in th that ICW plate in conjunction with the armor you already have is going to give you that level three uh, NIJ mm -hmm. three protection or four depends on what uh, kind of plate they've got going on right. for sure. Cool. Um, so when it comes to um, like testing and standards for for body armor, I, I know right now um, they're in the is it uh, 06 standard for for NIJ, um, which again going you know essentially from level one all the way up through four with two a and three also being in there and making kind of the delineation between pistol and rifle where you have the cutoff once you hit level three but one of the things i think that the 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 upcoming version of the nij standard is it doesn't the existing doesn't do a great job of replicating um real world uh engagements or interactions um a great example is that i, I think one of the best ones is like level four uh, plates, right? Um, everyone thinks that it sounds great. Um, but however, if a manufacturer is going to manufacture a plate, um, per NIJ standard and to be even certified by the NIJ, um, for that standard of level four is it has to stop a single shot of 30, specifically 30 out six AP. And you have the grain count, you have, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the window of velocity that has to, that has to meet, but it's a single shot. 30, you know, 30 out six AP. And there's a wide variety of 
you know, obviously different cartridges, AP rounds out there, different calibers, um, as well as um, obviously it, what's not tested in that test is a multi-hit capability. Right. Um, so that's why I've always said in the past, like it's really important for um, people, you know, departments, military organizations, obviously to go out there. Um, it's great that it has an NIJ certification that because it means a lot more than just that test there. Um, it goes a lot into the manufacturing process into the warranty support into the life cycle of the plate like there's a lot more that goes into it than just the shot test but um definitely reach out to those companies and and see what other testing has been done outside of nij for like actual real world performance um right any, any good manufacturer any, any good manufacturer is checking lots every so often going out there and doing their own mm -hmm. testing again outside nij because maybe they have got a plate that has multi-hit uh, capabilities on an armor piercing round, but going through the whole NIJ process can be a, a bit of a bear sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It could take a long time. Then you have to justify the cost and everything like that. And, and you know, I'll understand that hundred um, percent. But then you also have to get back to your, to your mission too. Yeah. Do I need level four plates? If I'm just, you know, a rural department out in somewhere has never had that big of an issue with anything, maybe not need to run level four plates sure. unless they've got nothing but hunters out there and that's precision shots anyway. So one hit's probably going to do you, do you justice, but you, that's just something you have to do in your department. Your agency, your unit is determined. Okay. What is my perceived threat? How do I defeat it? Is my armor capable of doing that? Mm -hmm. And that's the talk you have to have internally. We're sure. just here to just kind of give you recommendations and kind of go through some of that process. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, a few of the uh, myth uh, myths out there and, and um, common, I guess, FAQs or thoughts that people have and misconceptions yep. about body armor, right? Is that so? Body armor's come a long way, yes. uh, especially because of GWAT. Um, body armor has advanced rapidly in the last twenty years. Mm -hmm. um, there's no, there's no doubt about it. You, you know, you look at, you look at, and and with people that wore body armor whether for law enforcement or military applications in the 90s mm -hmm. versus what um obviously is out now it's not just the ballistic performance but a big part of it is the the mission adaptability and the comfort um and you know it's actually like ergonomically built to like sit on you properly yeah it's not a big cumbersome <laughs> right. like going from like the old the old like um imtvs or mtvs yeah or even the ones before like the flat jackets you know yeah. when the guys were hitting in fallujah right yeah the old the, interceptor the old interceptor then moving into the stuff they've got now that's a lot more like you said ergonomic some of it's scalable depends there's units out there that roll almost slick mm -hmm. depends on what they've got going on sure. as opposed to maybe your infantry units have a little bit more bulkier uh stuff going on but e either way it's definitely evolved, you know, and, you know, unfortunately you have to have wars to do that, but there's bad guys out there. They need, you know, we got to take care of business. So that's that, that is what it is. Uh, but I guess that first myth is that it's too heavy and too cumbersome. Not the case anymore. That's yeah. just, we get, if I can, if somebody could throw the myth busted, you know, boom, busted thing yeah. on the video, right? Um, it's not, it, it yeah. is very uh, comfortable, sure. uh, especially the Armor Express stuff, but even the, the guys out in the field right now wearing armor, it's a lot, uh, you know, you can move your shoulders, you can move, you can actually articulate your trunk. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you had to do like the old Batman movies. Oh, what's yeah, going on over there, man? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. now you can actually <laughs> like move around and, 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 and function better. Yep. Uh, so you're more agile. Um, depends on what you put on it now. Light infantryman versus a, a machine gun or maybe, you know, that's on, that's on the kit. The body armor itself is not. Sure. It's yeah. not for sure. Um, and, you know, a, another one is uh, the longevity of body armor. So 
this one's kind of interesting in the fact that it's completely dependent on what material type is is used yeah. um and then obviously what uh what the manufacturer recommends for uh essentially for maintenance right. and and then obviously longevity um so um when it comes to steel and stuff like that um steel it's not it's not going to degrade if properly taken care of like right. your ballistic performance. However, all manufacturers out there are required to put a, a, a you know ballistic warranty limit on it, right? So most you know ballistic plate manufacturers that operate in the steel realm, usually 10 years is pretty is pretty standard, which is pretty pretty lengthy, but I mean in actual, you know, this coming from a personal place for actual performance, again, unless you do something to degrade the capability of that steel, nothing is going the the it's the chemistry is not changing yeah, it's pretty much um, a lifetime warranty but yeah. you need to just make sure hey if i've got a plate and i've had it sitting around for 10 years just kind of look at it right. is it is it good to right. go still yeah. is it warping has it got any bubbles or anything like that sure. has it been, that's just up to that's per, pretty personal maintenance, but, right. but when it comes to the composites um yep. and um ceramics and all that kind of uh that entire space those are are, are more fragile and yes. and will degrade over time especially when they're exposed to extreme temperatures, humidity, that sort right. of thing. They're again, they're all manufactured and designed to have specific performance parameters. Uh, but um, you know, most of those plates you'll typically find are usually five-year ballistic warranty. Right. Um, but um, and, and a lot of manufacturers, again, for ceramics, will, might require you to to ex have the ability to extend that warranty. But it, it requires, you know, X-ray screening and that sort of thing, right? Um, to ensure the integrity of the ceramics and all that. So, um, but point being is they don't last forever. No. Um, and again, even the same thing. Uh, we should also touch on on the soft armor as well. Soft armor all has um, warranty because again, it's the well, all of it is wo woven fabric, right? right? Most and of you it, think most of it being aramid, but the the technique in which it's woven. Um, and all that stuff like how like that armor is performance is based on, on the weave integrity right, right. Um, and so obviously the more a uh, piece of soft armor is contorted moved stretched pulled compressed right. uh, over time that's going to degrade and your ballistic performance will eventually degrade and that's just that's just common sense because yeah. you, your soft armor you're probably using every day say say you're a patrol guy yeah you're, you you put it on, you take it off, it warps it sits in a, in a place if you just kind of throw it down even if you fold it and set it up nicely it gets you know, stretched out and used far more often than your, your rifle plates that are more rigid and, and, and things like that. So just the normal wear and tear, think about a, you know, just like a good pair of jeans, right? Yep. They, they eventually wear out. It just yep. is what it is. Same thing with your soft armor too. You just have to be mindful of that. Somebody should be having accountability. Hey, we bought this stuff at this date, needs a marker. Somebody needs to set a, <laughs> set a reminder five years down the line. If your manufacturer doesn't already have a, you know, kind of a cadence to that. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's about time for us to replace this. Yeah. And there's buyback programs out there too. A lot of guys sure. don't know that you can take your old armor and there's different agencies out there that will buy back your stuff and either mm -hmm. destroy it, recycle it, whatever for, you know, and you can get a credit to, to whatever they'll pay you to recycle sure. that stuff. So that's yeah. something people need to, to get into. Uh, uh, just, it's just, it's just, it's out there. The programs are out yeah, there. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. And, um, one of the, um, one of the last ones that, that we can touch on is um, who can own body armor. And I, again, primarily, um, we started out saying, you know, we'll be focused on law enforcement, military. However, um, it is legal in uh, all states, I think, except yeah, I so. two, um, to possess and own body armor. Again, assuming all the, the usual criteria that, like, you're not a felon is right. usually one of the big ones. Um, so 
um, yeah, it's out there again on the civilian side. That's a personal decision. What, you know, how you feel about, uh, you know, the, the ownership of body armor. Um, but, uh, but yeah, most states it's not illegal. So that was another one that, uh, our, our editor had put in here for us. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, um, yeah, body armor's clutch. Body armor, <laughs> it, it is. It, it is a game changer. And again, I think the most uh, one of the important points is what are you using it for? If we're if we're focusing on you know law enforcement DOD, what is your mission? Yeah. And how can I effectively use my body armor for my mission? Do I need to scale it up? If I'm going house to house, street to street, maybe I need shoulder pads, maybe I need groin protection, throat protection, all that jazz, because I'm going to be doing this for a little bit. Yes, it's a little bit more cumbersome, but I've got maximum protection. If I'm doing a more direct and more sensitive operation where I need to go in and you know pull an HVT out really fast, mm -hmm. maybe I need to, to go a little bit more slick. If I'm operating on boats or, or they call them cricks, you know, if they're operating on that, maybe you need to have just maybe like a plate carrier and, you know, roll as about as slick as possible. Just again, that's up to you and your commanders and all yeah. that, all that jazz. Uh, but that would be kind of my closing thought is whatever body armor you're using, it needs to be, it, you don't, it's not necessarily a one size fits all. Right. If that's all you got, that's all you've got. But if you have the capability to, you know, kind of delineate between your mission set, that's the, the route I would recommend. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, one of the best things, if you're investing, if you're a department, especially if you're looking to invest in new body armor, ask for a wear test. And yes. uh, so reach out to Chase specifically here at Contact. Yep. He can get you hooked up with wear tests with um, all the awesome kit that Armor Express has when we're talking specifically about body armor. Um, so again, hit up Chase. Uh, Chase's information will throw up here on the screen too. So you have his email. Yep. Uh, but uh, if you have any questions, guys, just reach out to us at contactindustries.com. And uh, we uh, look forward to seeing you on episode 24.